shit. How do I start? Are you, yeah, you're like, well, you're like, are you a fan of ice? Okay. <laughs> you should start the episode that way. How do I start this? <laughs> <laughs> right. Are you a fan of the band Ice Nine Kills? What about the horror movies that inspire them? Well, if you are, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. Uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Austin. And he's Austin. He was almost going to send it to the moon. (laughs) Dude, when I edit that, I should just like pitch it up super high at the end. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then then cut this part out so no one knows. (laughs) No, add this part and then an explosion at the end for no sense. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Uh. This is the show where we take a look at the Ice Nine Kills Silver Scream albums and the movies, the horror movies that inspire them. Ooh, uh, yeah. I am I'm your resident Ice Nine Kills fanboy, and Austin is our horror aficionado. Ooh, hoorah, <laughs> hoorah! <laughs> is, is is that the sound horror aficionados make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every you ever go to see a horror movie in a movie theater and you hear that in the background, like right before yeah. jump scare. Hoorah. Yeah. That's oh, that's where that curious. comes from. <laughs> yeah. Huh, that okay, that explains a lot. Yeah, if you <laughs> haven't noticed it, the next time you go see one, yeah, definitely definitely pay a listen to. Okay, yeah, no, I'll I'll keep an ear out for that. Uh, the SpongeBob Hoopla <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We haven't done this in a while. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to re re grab my footing, you know. Yeah, it's the new year, you know. At the time we're recording this, it's it's the new year, so it's like everything's new. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, though, yeah, like uh, Austin said, we do record these a little bit ahead of time. We haven't recorded since Christmas, and actually, I got a very nice present for Christmas from my dad, and that is tickets to go see Ice Nine Kills next year. Really? Yeah, not only that, but it's them uh, opening up for Metallica. Oh, shit. Where at? <laughs> uh, at Ford Field. Dang. Oh, that's going to yeah. be awesome. I, I'm, um, I'm pretty excited. Have you seen Metallica at all before? No. Um, This might upset some people. I don't care much about Metallica. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Um, Metallica is like that uh that band that you can is a safe choice saying that you like but if you don't like them it's like kind of understandable yeah I, I mean like i know i know the hits you know like i know one and inner sandman and nothing yeah. else matters and stuff like that yeah um so, i mean i i am excited to see them i just i wouldn't have gone out of my way to see them but i got it for christmas so i was like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right and uh me personally I'm I'm a huge Metallica fan. Uh that was a big band I was obsessed with in middle school. Oh hell yeah. And um but like the songs you just named, like most Metallica fans kind of are tired of hearing it. Not that they're bad songs, but like it's it's like the it's the ones that you always hear and you're like, "All right, let's talk about the other Oh songs. yeah, I get that. But uh yeah. Um but yeah, like I said, there's like I said, it's it's actually a commonly disliked like on I would say a a very 
undecisive band usually you'll you'll get one or the other you'll either somebody will really like them or somebody is like ah, i don't really care yeah i mean them. i don't like dislike metallica well, i just I, i've never gone out of my way for them you know but i i am right. excited to see them because they are like legends yeah i i saw them when they were on their death magnetic tour oh. in like 2008 2009 and uh they were awesome i saw them in grand rapids and it was like i I imagine like they're still bringing the same energy they had when I when I saw them, and that's like, geez, almost like fifteen years ago, <laughs> right? And they're and they're still doing it, so it's like love them or hate them. It's like you got to give them props. <laughs> well, fuck yeah! So, did you see like what this tour is? How they're doing like a, so it's like a two year tour basically. They're only doing shows like once or twice a month for the next two years. So I I don't know if I'd really call it a tour, but that's what they're calling it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even, even regardless, that's still like two years is like a long time. Oh yeah, and so for every show they're doing two separate shows, like two different nights. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the first night, like they have like a different bands like opening, and then the second night is other bands opening. However, oh, however though, Ice Nine Kills is on the entire tour with them. Really? So they're going to be with them for two years? Pretty much. On and off. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? I know. I saw that and I was like, fucking hell yeah. Go guys. Yeah. <laughs> and to be doing that with a band as worldwide is known as uh, Metallica, that's like even more, th- That's that'd be increasing the fandom, you know, for Ice yeah. Nine Kills. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw someone say, like, uh, if you ever saw Ice Nine Kills in, like, something that isn't an arena, that might be the last time after this tour. Yeah. You got to love that when you see, like, a big band and you recognize the opening act and you're like, yes, you're getting more attention. Like, this is what I want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm Um, very excited for them and I'm very excited to go go to the show. And and how how many times would this be uh, seeing them? You know, that's a good question. Let me think um i'm gonna try to remember all the shows so i went to the first one at the crowfoot i've been to another one at the crowfoot a couple years later i saw them at warp tour i saw them warp tour jeez that was like you're old dude <laughs> right <laughs> i saw them in grand rapids as well so that's that's four i feel like there's more in there but that's at least four. <laughs> well, you at least got another two years worth of seeing. Them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And like, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but every time I've seen them, I've been front row. That's not happening at this next show. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, and that's what sucks sometimes when you get a big venue like that or a big show like that, when you see a band you want, but they're not really the main opener. And then it's like, you'd have to pay so much more just to see them. Oh, it, yeah, it would be, like, thousands of dollars, I'm sure, to try to get front row to this show. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. But, hell yeah, um, let's let's get into the show here. Uh, get in it! Before we start with the songs and the musics, or in the movies. <laughs> and the musics, yes. <laughs> the songs, it's the, the show music, about the both. movies, the films, all those. Yeah. All your multimedia platforming. <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, I have to ask Austin's Horror Question. Austin's Horror Question. Mamma mia. Ooh, let's go. 
All right. So I just thought of this one a little bit before we recorded. Uh, I do have a list of questions that I wrote out a while ago, but this is a new one. Ooh. ooh. All right. So Austin. Where is he? (laughs) Uh, So if you were a slasher, what would be your weapon of choice? Hmm. And this is purely hypothetical. Don't go killing people. Well, now you got to put me in that mindset. I never put my mindset <laughs> as the slasher. I've always put my mindset as the uh, the villain. Now, if you ask me, like my favorite type of, uh, well, maybe that's what I should be thinking about. What is like my favorite type of weapon? Well, that would be the question I'd have to think about. Because would I want to torture people, or would I want to just like be uh, be quick and easy about it? Would I want my own thing, or would I want somebody else's like unique? Um, tool let me make this a less uh a less demented question i guess <laughs> yeah i was like this uh, guy, it got dark quick <laughs> <laughs> like okay. what road do we want to go down <laughs> so if you were to make your own movie with a slasher and like completely original what weapon would they use oh gotcha um well you know it's like the the old kitchen knife is always cliche um I got to think of some. See, I like the kills that are like unique. Like you never seen anybody kill something with somebody with. I like, think that's like why using I like like a kazoo. A kazoo? I've never seen someone killed with a kazoo. I'll have to think long and hard to see if I've seen that down. We've seen somebody <laughs> die of a harmonica on the show. That, we that have that's seen a good that. point. <laughs> that's the closest we can get, but a kazoo would be <laughs> almost like better. <laughs> um the only, yeah, because, like, I like, but similar, yeah, um, because I think that's why I like uh, Chucky so much is because he kills, like, people with yo-yos and then, like, rulers. And it's, like, stuff you would never see in another slasher movie. Right. Um, You know what would be, uh, but then, like, the term slasher would almost have to in- include, like, a blunt or, like, a bladed weapon. That's fair. We can pretend I said villain. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, you know what I, you know what I think would be funny. Huh. Uh, if I, if I were just straight up, okay. So now I'm going down this route. If I was to make something like a slasher movie, I think I would probably want to go in the comical realm because slashers aren't really like totally creative. I think I'd make a fun one. Right. I would love to see somebody. Uh, Matt, do you know about the? You probably know about the movie, but do you know about the show Get Smart? Yeah. Well, there was always like a joke about how the dude had a a, a shoe for a phone, <laughs> right? So, like, I think it'd be funny if like somebody had a shoe for like a weapon. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> uh, in rebuttal to that, have you seen the Austin Powers movies? <laughs> oh yes, yes. Honestly, <laughs> who throws a shoe? Yes, yeah. So, like, I think yeah, I think I would make like somehow like a. Like a go go gadget like type shoe that would just be like for no reason like out of it. I think I would I would think I would have it not be like the main weapon, but just out of nowhere randomly in one scene, a dude pulls a shoe out and like a switchblade comes out and stabs somebody, and then like that's it, and then he just puts it back and then like doesn't talk about it the rest of the movie. <laughs> I, I respect it. Yeah. So, like, that may not be, like, a primary slasher weapon, but, like, that, yeah, as far as I know, I mean, you could. You could just, who expects the killer shoe? So, you want at least one shoe kill? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, If anybody can think of any uh, 
people killed by a shoe in a slasher movie, please uh, message us at <laughs> Silver Screams and Horror Scenes on Facebook. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Yeah, because I want to know. Have you ever killed it, anyone with a shoe? Gun. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it steel toe? Was it a dress shoe? <laughs> it's just like, it's such a random item that I would like, you know what? I think that would be it. Nobody would expect it. <laughs> you know, it'd be even better though. Just here, here's my pitch on that. Okay. So if you're making this like a fun, campy horror movie where he kills someone with a shoe, if he's wearing mm-hmm. the shoes throughout the movie, they should be Healy's. And he should be chasing after people on the wheels. Oh, oh, like Heelys? Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, the victims just turn around and he's just rolling at them, just on the back. Or just of his runs heels. them over with them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like monster truck Heelys. <laughs> he turns into like a lifted truck. <laughs> it just, just exhaust comes out of like the back of him. Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah, we might have. We might have made it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's just cut to the chase here and invent some gas-powered Heelys. <laughs> yeah, it's just like pull the cord, rev them bitches up. <laughs> Can you imagine you're getting gas and you see someone just filling up their shoe? Yeah, they just they just pull up, <laughs> they just <laughs> and then just give you that little head nod while you're filling up gas. But uh, yeah, so that has been Austin's horror question. This has been Shoe Talk. Shoe Talk with Austin and Matt. All right. Well, usually the follow-up to that <laughs> would be Matt's uh, music question. That is true. Do you do you have a music question for Matt? Nope. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's move on with the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Matt's music question. Um, but yeah, Matt, uh, I have my list here. You know what? Let's, let's, let's do a non, uh, Einstein kills question. I have a couple related to the theme, but let's just ask a simple one. Um, if you don't mind me asking this, uh, Matt, what are you, what you listening to recently? Any, any albums or, um, bands that have really been uh you find listening to repeat recently yeah let me let me pull up my spotify real quick yeah you got the spotify results uh app uh what it's called i don't think so uh stats.fms it's called spot of stats uh you can usually pull up like um what you listened to recently I, I don't, I'm not sponsoring this (laughs) i promise (laughs) i realize how i sounded but it'll it'll tell you like uh, everything like your top artists and all that. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll just pull up like my recently played and stuff. And oh yeah. All totally. right. So um, let's see. I've been listening to a lot of Origami Angel lately. They're one of my favorites. Ooh. Uh, they're like a two piece band. They sometimes do like super heavy shit and sometimes do like super soft shit, and it's all good. Kind of like Opeth. Kind of like what? Uh, Opeth. Have you heard of Opeth? I have not. Um, Opeth is like the first album I listened to by them. I don't remember the name of the album, but it was like all acoustic. Okay. Um, it was like all acoustic, like easy listening music. Um, it was actually uh, Damnation was the name of the album. And it was like all acoustic, all soothing vocals. And then I was like, I thought this was a metal band. And then I listened to like another album. And yeah, I was like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> 
See, this band, mm-hmm. Origami Angel, kind of did the opposite because, like, they mostly do like pop punk stuff, but uh, they released an EP a couple months ago called Depart, and it's just three mm-hmm. songs, but they're all like heavy as fuck. Like, gotcha. it's all like pure breakdowns and screaming, and mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I love a band that can change it up. Oh, you know, yeah. when I listen to an album. And it's like one song could be one thing, and then I listen to the next song, and it's like a different genre. Like I don't know why I just like that. It's like a variety. Fuck yeah! But uh, yeah, I've also been listening to a lot of water parks lately. If you've ever listened to them, um, no, but I do enjoy going to them. They are fun. But uh, water parks, <laughs> the band is also very fun. They're kind of like a poppy, a very poppy pop punk band, like. You could hear this shit okay. on the radio, probably, but I, I don't know. I love it. It's fun. And then, uh, would you say more to the falling in reverse realm? Uh, no, I'd say more in or, uh, sorry, Panic at the Disco. Yeah, realm? yeah, I would say more like Panic at the Disco, Fallout Boy ish, but but a little bit more, gotcha. ed- a little bit more edge to them, you know. But uh, okay, okay, they're fun. They're a fun band. And then uh, I've been listening to a lot of Potion Seller, which is a new band. They're from Grand Rapids. And they only have like five songs out right now, but I fucking love all of them. So check them out. Ooh, They're really cool. I, I will. I, I I do love giving uh especially local bands um oh yeah a try. Even even when they don't have a lot of material out, but when you see that you like everyone, that's when you know you're onto something. Right. But I mean it's cool. Uh Michigan has had like a really big like pop punk scene the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is basically a band comprised of a bunch of other band members, like people from other bands got together and made Potion Seller. And I don't know. Oh, so it's like a super group kind of, like of. A, <laughs> yeah, like a local super group. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, they're they're awesome. They kind of got like a '90s vibe to them, like a little grungy, but a little like pop punk still. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely. Are they on Spotify by chance? Yeah. Or yep, they sure are. Cool. Hell yeah. But yeah, those are probably the bands I've been listening to the most lately. Don't be surprised if I ask you this question more than once later down the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's no. like an update. <laughs> that, that, that's totally cool. All right. Yeah. Well, that's been Matt's music question. Um, I guess let's get on to the actual show here. Yeah. So last episode, we listened to Hip to Be Scared and watched American Psycho, the movie that the song was based on. And, uh, as our listeners know, uh, every episode I make you take a random guess as to what the next episode's going to be, the movie. Yeah, I don't remember what I thought today's movie was going to be. Uh, I re-listened to it. You guessed that we would be watching Silence of the Lambs. I changed my mind. That is the dumbest fucking answer I could ever give. <laughs> Do you change your mind? You want to throw out another one right now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Throw one um, out. I want to. I want to. I want to go with Ant Bully. <laughs> ant bully yeah i would go with ant bully isn't isn't that like the animated movie from like 2010 yeah it was pretty scary okay i mean i never saw it i was too scared <laughs> you're right <laughs> um no honestly if i was to give another guess i don't know probably like nightmare on elm street but i realized i was like sons of the lambs is really specific i'm like i don't know about that okay i'm gonna, I was like what was i thinking when i said i'm that? gonna tell you something okay uh, Silence hmm. of the Lambs is not on either of these albums, okay? Yeah, that's what I'm like. That doesn't seem like a good pick. I was like, why did I say that? But Why did you let me pick that? But here's the thing. In uh, recent interviews after this album came out, 
they asked uh, Spencer what like other uh, movies he'd want to do songs about. And he said at the time he was working on one for Silence of the Lambs. Well, there you go. It, it's the song is like no music. It's just absolutely silent. <laughs> one time. And there's bomb. just lambs. Just <laughs> like the At the very end. Just one very tiny one. <laughs> yes. It's like, well, we did it. It's like, you know what? That was actually the biggest song that was the closest <laughs> to the movie. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it is not Silence of the Lambs. Uh However, I didn't figure I will give you the title of the track and we'll see if you can guess it from that. And then we'll listen to the song and see if you're right. All right. That's if I listen to it. I could refuse to listen. (laughs) You could. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the song we're going to be listening to is track nine on the album. And uh, it is called Take Your Pick. Take Your Pick. Yeah. Hmm. You got any guesses for that? For Take Your Pick? Ah. Well, let me think, like, decisions-based. Like, that definitely sounds like a decision-based. Right. Part of me thinks of that really bad movie, The uh, the Box, with Cameron Diaz, because it was just, like, deciding whether they should press a button or something. It's based on oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. episode. That, I've seen um, that movie. He's, <laughs> is it, yeah, I, I felt like I didn't need to watch it because I watched a whole Twilight Zone episode on it, and I was like, wow, a whole movie, huh? Um, uh, it's like easily forgettable. Only you know, only we remember <laughs> shit like that. Right. Um, but like, it sounds like a variety of picks. Um, jeez, I don't know what to think beforehand. I'm pretty confident when I listen to it. Oh, I'm sure that I'll you're know gonna what get it, it once we listen to it. Really, uh, dude, like variety picks. It's like that's. Unless unless it's like an axe pick, you know, like uh, like a pickaxe. Um, I don't know. Uh, Me no no. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Um, as the only thing I can think of is something like uh, like Hellraiser. Um, I don't know that. That's just like kind of like a random guess. I don't really have a whole lot of thought about it. Right. Okay. Well, we will listen to the song, take your pick, and find out if you're right or not. Uh, So we're going to listen to that real quick, and we'll be right back. Whee! Welcome back. We just got done listening to Take Your Pick by Ice Nine Kills. Uh, featuring, I forgot to mention this, featuring Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, I saw that on, uh, on top of that, um, when you sent me, because like we said, Matt sends me, uh, lyric only ones and not, um, um, not actual, uh, music videos. Um, so like, I was like, I was like, no way. (laughs) And I was like that. I was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, I love seeing videos with him, like in person. Like that's like I was like, that's awesome that he's on like this uh, this this song. Okay, yeah, I was gonna ask, are you a fan of Cannibal Corpse? Um, I haven't listened to a lot of them, uh, but the songs I have heard, um, I've I've definitely liked, and I've liked the band, and de- definitely heavy respect for everybody that uh, part of it. Um, and oh, yeah. and like both both that and um. 
a lot of that era of death metal, like um, death and, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Right. I, I think my only real experience with them is this song and Ace Ventura. Oh, I was about to, I was about to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're pretty good. They're 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 a brutal band, but if if you don't like us, uh, uh, they're definitely like that um, epitome of a band where like you're like I can't understand the vocalist. It's like I'm not gonna lie, you kind of got kind of got to look at the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say his vocals in this song at least are fucking awesome. Like I love yeah. this song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what what were your thoughts on it? How'd you feel going into this? I tried not to really mention anything about it before we listened. Right. So, do we want me to guess what movie it is, or talk? Oh, about the yeah, song? yeah, yeah. I know we usually get so wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm glad I said pickaxe because I was like, yes. I think a part of me thought of the movie that it is, and then I was like, no, that's kind of more obscure. And uh, I believe it's my bloody Valentine. Uh, what makes you think that? Is it because they said it like five times? Yeah. So like at first they said Cupid and then my brain actually instantly thought of, uh, the movie Valentine's day, which I don't know if you know about that movie. Uh, I only know the one with like Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> I don't think it went. Don't think we're thinking of the same movie. No, there was actually a not bad slash movie in the early two thousands called Valentine's day. Um, where like, I mean, it was like, I know what you did last summer. Basically, like high schoolers bullied somebody and then like they come back to venge. Uh, oh, and then it's right. like a whodunit kind of slasher movie by the end of it. And it wasn't too bad. But like, that's what my brain thought. I was like, no way, it's that. And then, yeah, as soon as like they said Axe, I kind of thought The Shining, but with the Cupid, I was like, well, maybe it's my bloody mouth. And then they said it. And I was like, all right, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely it now. <laughs> I was like, I see what Matt means about it being obvious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's only maybe. Two or three songs that we're going to cover where they actually say the name of the movie, and this is one of them. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at least I got two givies. <laughs> two- oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it is My Bloody Valentine. Uh, before we get into the movie, though, uh, what were your thoughts on that song? Um, My thought was instantly like, okay, this went straight to metal. Like, this isn't radio friendly. This was like straight like... um. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, funeral derangements because I was like, but oh, even yeah. like heavier, a lot slower, too. Not as ha- a little fast paced in the beginning, but then it got slow, and it almost seemed like the whole song was like one big breakdown. Right. Um, and at first, it kind of just sounded like every other breakdown to me. Um, I did like the edit of like on the vocals when it would like, like, like suck up. I don't know how to describe that editing. Uh, oh yeah technique. yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and um i i did like the guitar uh lick before the second verse i did like that um i did like that there was a little sense of humor in this that reminded me of um uh the child's play one um see it's been so long i haven't talked about these songs uh, assault and batteries assault yeah. and batteries yeah <laughs> Where it had, like, you know, mommy, mommy, he's alive. And then it had the roses are red. Like, I thought that was funny. But it didn't, right. like, oversaturate the song. It had, like, a little implement. So I thought that was a good balance. Um, And I do hear that, like, we talked about with um, Rash Decisions, how, like, there's you told me that there was a lot of moments where there's a pause and then it just gets, like, real fast all of a sudden. 
And oh, yeah. I definitely heard that with the uh, B and then just mine. And, like, it just, like, picked up. But other than that, I I liked it. It's, it's This is, like, straight This is straight metal. There's nothing, like, um, much about it that would be that blend of, like, um, what kind of, like, other stuff that we've heard, I should say. I mean, to be fair, though, if you have Corpse Grinder on your song, it better be a heavy song. Like- pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that must be what they were thinking, too, because this is probably the heaviest song on the album. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I if you I could definitely see that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, though. Yeah. No, I uh, I really enjoy this song, especially like the second half of it. Uh, I've got my top three moments here. Heck so yeah. there's this uh, guitar part at one at a minute forty five. Where it's just kind of like wailing. It's like, wow. <laughs> that might be the part that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be. And then, uh, I don't know if you'd call it like a pre-chorus, but the part where it's like, Love hurts in my mind. Like that whole little part. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it does that little cover of Nazareth. Well, Nazareth's cover of Love Hurts. But yeah, like I forgot to mention that part. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's a cover of the song Love Hurts. Um, which is kind of weird to me because that song was um, frequently used in Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween. But I don't really remember it being in My Bloody Valentine. I actually hadn't seen the movie in a minute. So, um, I, I don't know if it was like a callback to the movie or if it was just in relation to the whole Valentine theme. Huh. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really like like the, uh, the screams on that part, especially on the words mine and die. Yes. Like at the second ends of each phrases. Yes. I don't know. I, I love that. And then, uh, my third favorite part is actually, let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five things all strung together. Uh, it's from a minute 55 to two forty five. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to narrow these down and I was like, dude, I just love this whole fucking part. Yeah. You're like the whole song. I love the whole song is my favorite. Part. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, so it starts with it, like getting soft and then it goes into like a super heavy little scream and then sort of into a breakdown with, uh, I believe it's corpse grinder doing it where it's just like. His vocals are like right there, like in your face. Yeah, and then uh, get kind of slows back down again, and then it ends on like just this gross fucking sound of like a pickaxe going into something. Yes, like just like a like a, I can't even make the noise like a. <laughs> yeah, like a splash, like a squish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> so I mean, I'll play that part right now for everyone to hear. But yeah, no, just I, I just enjoy that whole section like all together. Yeah, and I oh, couldn't yeah. decipher like which I liked more. Just well together, and it, it gives you like um, and you know what sounds um, Tom Savini, who's like a big special effects artist in horror movies, was talking about when he mm-hmm. made the Night of the Living Dead remake. Um, that like sometimes what you don't see is better, um, is gorier than what you do see. And, um, sometimes sound effects really cue in on that, you know, like sound effects, like play a big part on what you imagine in your brain. So with music, it's like, it's almost like giving you a visual movie in your head. And, And that's, what's, that's, what's really cool about this album too. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah. So that was take your pick by ice nine kills. Which is, of course, about My Bloody Valentine. Uh, do, have you seen My Bloody Valentine? Yes. This is actually um, one of my mom's favorite uh, horror movies. Oh, okay. Like, this would probably be in her top 10, maybe. Maybe top 20, at least. Nice. Um, I grew up with her watching it because it's one of those, I believe, late 70s like horror movies. Uh, maybe early 80s. I believe it was 81. I was looking it up earlier. Yeah, it's it's definitely I noticed like decades have been like not really from, you know, 80 to 90. It's more of like the the later of one decade and the earlier of one other decade. I noticed. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. That could just be me. But like, yeah, it does it does have that feel. Okay. Um and there's even a remake. I know we talked about not watching remakes. Um I have seen the remake with my mom. Okay. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's, it was actually, I was just talking to somebody at work the other day about how cool it was. Uh, we were talking about 3d movies when that was like huge. Yeah. It was 2000s. a big 3d movie. Wasn't it? I remember that. Yeah. Like final destination came out and I think, Av- Oh, that's how we started. It was avatar. Right. Cause I think avatar was like all 3d and it was like the biggest movie at the time. And, um, that movie had came out <laughs> and then everything. Yeah. 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 And that movie had came out, the remake had came out in 3D, and it was actually one of the coolest 3D movies I think I've ever seen in the theater. Because there was like a like a pickaxe gets thrown at the screen. Um, Tom Atkins is like a big horror actor that I met. Coolest dude ever. Um, he's got a scene where like he holds a shotgun at the screen, and he's like waving it across like the audience, basically. And I literally watched people in the audience like swing out of the way of like the shotgun barrel. <laughs> it's like it was just like awesome. It was like the exact 3D experience you would want in a theater. Dude, that is awesome, but it makes me kind of sad personally. Because uh for anyone that doesn't know me, I'm blind in my left eye. So I cannot see 3D. Oh, so you can't Oh, damn. yeah. Like I've gone to 3D movies and I'm just like, I don't get it. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you just stand up just booing right. the screen this sucks but yeah that's that guy's problem i will say though so i've never seen uh the original by bloody valentine but i did see i i i wouldn't have expected you i did to. see the remake though uh a little bit oh you I, did i did because okay. i remember it has i'm gonna get this right jared padalecki in it that's for you sammy who listens to the show because I messed up his name in the Pet Cemetery episode. Uh, but from Supernatural, he's in it. Hi there, this is Matt from the podcast you're listening to. Uh, I'm aware that I'm wrong. Uh, we get to that at some point after the break. Uh, don't kill me, Supernatural fans. I am sorry. Back to the show. Oh, he's a- oh yeah, he's like the main character yeah, in that, isn't he? I think he? so. But um, I... 
I remember I watched it and I don't remember like any of it besides the fact that he was in it and like the killer has a pickaxe and like a gas mask. That's basically my whole recollection of the movie. Yeah, I don't really remember much of the remake. I I know it was kind of like a murder mystery where they're like, oh, he's striking again. Um, but I don't think the original was like that. Okay. Um, sometimes remakes do that. They kind of make it like a whodunit almost, or like trying to discover somebody. Like I think the stepfather remake kind of did that too. Um, where they were like, "Oh, he's doing it." Oh no, not really. And I, I think that's kind of what the remake route went. Okay. But the original is like a, it's a, it's like a pretty cool slasher movie. Not gonna lie. Well, I am excited to check it out because I know basically nothing about it besides what he looks like, and that's about it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh I love it. It's uh, I'm not gonna ruin anything, but it has like a um, if I remember, it has like such a like a chillful like ending. It's not like a happy ending at all, but it's not like a uh, but it's not like a man that sucks ending either, like <laughs> right. a stinger or anything like that. It just kind of leaves it at like a creepy note, if I remember correctly. Well, hell yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited to check this out. Uh, it's available on both HBO Max and Hulu, and I think Pluto TV also. I don't. Know, I looked it up earlier. Oh, so yeah, so it's just straight up. Free. I notice if a lot of things are on Pluto, they're more likely on Tubi. But That's fair. It's not always yeah. the case. But uh, yeah, so if you want to watch along with us, it should be available any of those places. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna check out this movie and come back and see what we think of it and see how well the song captured the spirit of the movie. And hopefully I, I pick a Valentine. Out Ooh, yes. Five. Okay. So at, at the end of the episode, we each have to pick a Valentine. Okay. Okay. And you are allowed to choose just whomever. Me, and I'm allowed to choose you just so you know, just putting that out there. <laughs> we're both allowed to choose each other. <laughs> but if you don't pick me, I might kill somebody. Fair enough. <laughs> With a shoe. <laughs> You bet. Yeah. Yeah. So don't. And yeah, there's, there's hundreds of shoes everywhere. So look out. Everyone's got two of them. Unless you don't have two legs. <laughs> Everybody's a suspect. <laughs> all right. Except for all no feetsy McGee over there. Oof. Okay. We're, we're going to check out this movie and we'll be right back. thought you might say something but that's okay <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i did i had nothing to say i said enough after no fits <laughs> right <laughs> welcome back to the show we just got done watching my bloody valentine uh because it was the movie that we had to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, just for anyone listening, I got the flu or something in between these recordings. Ooh. So, so I'm not at a hundred percent right here. And I watched this movie with like a fever of one Oh one. Ooh, shit. So let's fucking go. <laughs> let's go. He's that's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said before, I never saw this movie. I did see the remake. Which, quick quick note here, uh, so I said Jared Padalecki was in this. He's not. I got his name right, finally, but uh, he's not in the remake. Jensen Ackles, the other actor from Supernatural, is. Ooh, okay. So, my bad. My bad. 
Man, you just you just pissed off so many supernatural fans. You just called I know. You just called Link Zelda. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Okay, but I found out. So I was like, why did I think he was in this? It's because Jared Padalecki is in the uh Friday the thirteenth reboot. Oh, he is. That I do remember. Yeah. I do Which remember. I have him also that. seen. Well, I was gonna say I didn't realize he was in that until like I saw because I watched that movie when it came out. But it was like right. until people were sharing photos, I was like, oh, he was in that movie, wasn't he? Like, I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah. So my bad. That's my uh, explanation for my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All those thoughts inside is yad. <laughs> this ain't a supernatural podcast. No. So let's get to the movie. No, uh, you have other podcasts about <laughs> that. <laughs> that's true. Not the show. but Yeah. No, I, so technically, no. <laughs> But all right. Uh yeah. Um should we just go straight to the rundown? Let let's let's give him a rundown, guy. All right. Uh uh do you feel confident to do it Matt, or do you uh I have a No. Okay, good. That's <laughs> I that's, had a fever. <laughs> I was actually I'm, I'm not going to take as long as I did Pet Cemetery. This movie is actually pretty straightforward. It, uh, it really is. Um this is uh this is a pretty straightforward slasher. So like this is honestly like the first like kind of generic slasher we've we've done so far. Yeah, um I don't want to get too far into trivia right now, but I know they the reason they made this like based on Valentine's Day is because of Halloween. Yes. They're yep. like, "Okay, what other holidays can we yep. do?" Oh yeah. Yep. We'll we'll definitely get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um but all right, so to start this movie off, uh, we see two miners go down, and they're fully uh, grown adults, not uh, kid miners. Um, exactly, I'm they, glad they, you pointed that out. <laughs> yes, uh, they go down in a mine, and they got the full suit and everything. And it's like there's this cool twist that it's like, okay, these aren't workers because in the background you see one of them undress and they are a woman, uh, and she pretty much strips down. And it's like, oh, we're starting this off with a sex scene already. Like, okay. Minor with an E. Just want to reiterate yes, that yes, right here. With, with the E, the suits, uh, pickaxes, uh, and uh, and then a twist happens again. And then you're like, okay, this is not only a sex scene. You know, when the when is the killer gonna come in? Um, the dude that's with her is the killer, um, and he pushes her. Well, he sees like a heart uh, tattoo, and he pushes her through. Uh, uh, through the I think back. through the pickaxe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had he had really good aim because it was from the back um, that he stabs the <laughs> right. pickaxe through. He knows his anatomy. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So, uh, so we don't know who this is. Um, but then we cut away to working miners. Uh, not sure if it's the same mine or not yet, but we'll get there. So you're like, okay, what the hell? And then so you just uh, at this point, um. I think this movie is kind of bad with names until, like, later in the movie. Because, it really is. Because it was, like, when I was writing down notes, I'm like, this guy, and then this guy. And then by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, that's their names. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell if I Same. just w- wasn't paying attention or if it just, like, was never said. Um, nope, it was the same for me, but I also could have not been paying attention. <laughs> right, okay, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, so then we see them working, uh, you know, their routine. It's just a bunch of country, uh, folks out in like a rural, uh, town. 
then we see them seems excited to get out of work. You know, they meet their girlfriends and then they all meet up and decorate for this Valentine's at a union hall. Uh, I guess for a dance. Um, and one of these guys, uh, side note, uh, he's a heavier set guy with a mustache and glasses. And Matt, yeah. uh, he just straight up looks like Ed Kemper to me. Uh, I don't know if you know who that is. I do not. Let me let me look up Ed Kemper real quick. Okay, yeah. He's uh what doesn't help, uh he's also a seri- real life serial killer and he kind of oh. <laughs> Yep. That that does look like him. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man." This <laughs> like I don't know if Netflix has done a documentary. I think they have. Or not Netflix, but I think there has been a documentary about him. So um yeah. <laughs> I literally could just not think of that. I'm like, "Oh man, and that guy's not the killer?" <laughs> Um, right. which I gotta say, he was one of my favorite characters, honestly. Yeah, yeah Alice was his name. Yeah. Uh, so the mayor swings by and is told that he's uh, got a Valentine's Day box with hearts. And we assume it's from our intro killer, you know, from the beginning of the movie. And he says, oh, not again. Oh, because doesn't he have like a heart? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say this. I skipped this. He finds a because he's riding in the car and he finds a heart inside the box. Yeah. That's what makes him. Yeah, say he doesn't open again. it right away. And he goes, "Oh, not again, Valentine's Day box." <laughs> like <laughs> it's that time of the year again. No, he sees a heart in there, and it's like, "Oh, not again." So we assume that the heart is from uh, the girl from the beginning of the movie, and then we're right. just like, "You're like, what is it?" Uh, we're like, "Who is it?" So, um, and like, what does he mean by that? And then, so we go come back to the bar, and two buddies are playing the knife game on the hand. You know, the old classic. Uh, the, the classic knife game. Yeah, and it's like every time I see that, I actually think of this movie because <laughs> it's okay. like, oh god, you know what? The, you know what it makes me think of? Hmm. Steven, my co-host from Supernormal and Pilot Seasons, has he done that? He used to fucking do it all the time. I remember <laughs> we lived together, and <laughs> we would just be like hanging out, and he'd just go in the kitchen and like on the kitchen floor start doing it. As, and he'd be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? As you're like, you're fucking up my table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no, he, was, he, he was respectful. He did it on the floor. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> um, no, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever cut himself in the process of it? Uh, probably when he first started doing it, but eventually, he got no. I imagine he got better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so okay. Just side note here. You, you've met Steven a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven can kind of just pick up on anything somehow. Like he's got this like innate gift to like, he learned to juggle in one night and now he can just juggle. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've been, Listen, I've been trying to learn how to juggle for, I don't know how long. <laughs> and like, he I can get two down it one night. Yeah. Well, he did say, I do remember him saying about, like, when he plays a video game, I don't remember what Supernormal episode it was, but, like, when he plays it, like, he'll be committed and just 100% it. Um, yeah, so I that, understand that, boy. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> anyways. Uh, but anyways, so, yeah, so one of the guys end up cutting his hand because uh, he's not as good as Steven uh, in it. <laughs> and, uh, so, so then the uh, bartender tells how Valentine's is a bad time for the town. Like, no one here doesn't know this. Like, they all just moved here. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> right. But he starts telling us the story about how there was miners were working uh, at the same mine they're at. So how they still don't know about this, I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> and so I guess um, they don't. I'll, I'll explain why Valentine's is huge there, but they really don't explain it yet. It's just like okay, yeah. this town's crazy about Valentine's Day. Okay. Um. Well. Okay. We'll we'll get into that later. Sorry. Keep. Going. Oh no, you're fine. <laughs> and then uh, so. I guess they always, he says that they always have an annual Valentine's Day party, and there were still five miners working down in the mine while two supervisors were there, and they left early to go to the party. Meanwhile, because of them being gone, they weren't keeping an eye on the methane gas level, and uh, an explosion happened and killed all the miners. Uh, Well, Almost killed all of them because Harry Warden, being the only survivor left, went deranged. Um, I'm assuming from trauma. Uh, I don't know. And went to a mental hospital and came back a year later in a town. And they don't really explain if he was free or escaped. Um, I wrote this as like the notes as we're going on with the movie. Yeah. Because like. I assume he escaped. Yeah. Because I can sum up this movie a lot easier if I just gave a lot of the info that happens later in the movie, but it doesn't. So I'm going like chronologically. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I don't know if this was intentional, but so it shows him come back to kill the supervisors uh, for vengefulness. And, um, you know, like the cliche uh, medicine cabinet trick with the mirror, like the scare that happens in like every horror movie. Oh, yeah. Where they're like, you see them in the reflection, they open it, they grab something, they close it, and boom, somebody's behind them. Well, like, I think that was intentional for this scene, but it's just goofy because you see him right before he opens up the mirror. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if you caught that or not. No, I don't think I did. But it wasn't, like, subtle. Like, it was really obvious. Like, I was like, oh, he's right behind him. And then he opens up the door. And I'm like, why is he opening up the door? I thought he saw him. Like, I thought he was just going to turn around and be, like, freaked out. And then I'm like, oh, so he's just going to continue opening up his closet? I don't know. I thought it was goofy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, But basically, he lurks every Valentine's. Uh, he's almost like this urban legend. And uh, he's waiting for people to celebrate Valentine's Day and kills them. And uh, out of all the holiday horror movies, like you mentioned, this is the only one I can think of where there's like a spiteful killer to not celebrate the holiday. Like it's almost daring to do it. And I actually really yeah. like that. It's uh, yeah, because I mean, like Michael Myers doesn't have anything against Halloween. I don't think. Yeah, he just comes out during Halloween. He's not like pissed at everybody. He just lurks during it like the boogeyman's out. It might be his favorite holiday. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Because he <laughs> loves it. You know, he dresses up like it's Halloween. And then this one is like, no, I hate the holiday. And it's like, it's like taboo. It's like forbidden. And I, I kind of like that. Um, right. Can I, can I interject right here with something I wrote in my notes? Yeah, yeah. So I'm following along with my notes. And uh, what I have here is an old guy doesn't want teens to dance. And then I have two words, and that is murderous footloose. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It's like they took Halloween and blended it with footloose, and then they're like, well, what holiday? <laughs> Pretty Valentine's much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it is like a rural town. Uh, they're like, it's forbidden. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Kevin Bacon comes Which- along as a minor. <laughs> also, I got to say. 
Did you recognize what the name of the town was? Okay, so I'm actually going to say it when they when they mention it because it happens. Like I said, they don't even mention the. I don't think they mention the town's name at this point, do they? Uh, yeah. At the beginning, uh, when they're leaving the mine, they drive past a sign for the town. Oh, okay, okay. So I did miss that. Yeah. So the town is called Valentine's Bluff, and it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Why everybody's crazy about it. Um, Can you imagine if, like, instead of Haddonfield, Michael Myers was from Halloween Town? Oh, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, uh, his grandma is telling him stories about being a witch and shit. And, like, <laughs> right. Michael Myers got kicked out of Halloween Town. <laughs> it, it was anyway, like the alternate I, I just, ending. I thought that yeah. was ridiculous, though. Yeah. That was what they decided to name it. Yeah, Halloween is uh, the whole franchise is the dark universe, uh, the evil timeline. If uh, everything, if all the villains won. <laughs> right um so yeah so i can see that that kind of makes more sense because it reminds me of like hell michigan where like you know it's kind of like oh people live up to the name so they like do like a touristy thing so it's like yeah of course you know you got a town yeah. named valentine's you're gonna make it huge and call it but yeah so it's like that, that that does make a lot of sense yeah so and, and it's not like a big city it's just a rural town so i'm like okay that's not completely ridiculously a you know written story um right but so uh and of course people laughed the old man's story off with this stupidest side character oh my god did you i don't know the guy's name but the allegedly comedic relief character uh, you know what i have written in my notes right under murderous footloose i can't wait for the goofy guy to die yes oh my <laughs> god like i thought he was just like whatever when he just because yeah. he just makes a fart sound to the bartender and it's like are you a child like <laughs> I, I i think his name was like harold or something something yeah oh, yeah <laughs> Like, I, I didn't find him annoying then, but I was like, oh, and like everybody, the fact that everybody laughed, I was like, oh, that was funny. Like, <laughs> I was like, you guys are just, like <laughs> somewhat concerned that like you guys weren't told this at the place you fucking work at. Like, you could die the same way this dude did. <laughs> you um, know, I got to say, I love that I'm following along and right at the point where I wrote that. Is where you're like, what'd you think about the guy? Yeah, you're like, I am ready. <laughs> you're yeah. like, I hope you tell me you didn't like him because god damn it, did I hate him. <laughs> but, uh, because he acts like such a child later in the movie, and that's when I actually wrote that down. I was like, okay, this guy's gotta go. <laughs> right. Uh, it, which is weird because normally when people, when they, when I want a character to die in a horror movie, it's because they're the asshole character. It is never like to like unintentionally the annoying character. <laughs> For uh, real. Uh well, I, I don't know, because that happens sometimes with you know teenagers and bad writing. But anyways. We cut to the mayor and a detective, and they bring the heart to a doctor who confirms uh not only is it a human heart, but a woman. And judging by the heart, he knows it's specifically a 30-year-old woman. Now, I'm no doctor, but can he really tell that by a uh, heart? Wait, you're not a doctor? No. Well, maybe. Okay, I need to cancel my appointment next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like a doctor more in the sense that Ross from Friends is a doctor. I, I Okay, we can keep the appointment. Okay, cool. Good. Keep it that way. <laughs> 
Uh, just take my plaque down. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if you found that strange at all. <laughs> I, I did a little bit, yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, this is a 30-year-old woman. I was like, whoa, that's just a heart, dude. Like, I know, like, dental, you could probably do that, and it's still a rough estimate, but I was like, what? <laughs> and then he just asked, what's going on in Valentine's Bluff? He's like, because he realizes it's a you know, real heart, which, you know, that's when I... That's when I heard the name of the town. I must have missed the oh, okay. shot of that. Um, so eventually we get this uh, stalker um, of the sheriff's wife. You kind of see his perspective. Uh, she's at the laundromat. And she leaves, or he leaves her a little poem and a gift uh, right before killing her with the fucking pickaxe. Um, Which, okay. Sorry, I got to interject here again. No, go ahead. Uh Every time he leaves a heart in a box, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, that's creepy. But they all have little, like, rhymes on them, like little poems. Yeah, like, he's like, takes all the time and effort to do this. Yeah, how long do you think he spends at night just, like, roses are red, uh, <laughs> violets are blue. No, that's fucking I'm stupid. Cute. Let me read that. I got drinking. I gotta really ump the ante and make it creepy. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> No, that is funny. That is funny. But it's like, uh, it's definitely in the stalker, but it's also kind of creepy because it's like stalker. And it's like, this dude's just obsessed about Valentine's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we were like pretty much like, you know, this is, uh, I already forgot the guy, Harry Warden. I always forget his last name. I know it's Harry. Um, so we're like, oh shit, Harry's out killing people. Um, which, okay, also, gotta say, this happens 15 minutes into the movie, which I loved. Oh, so it's like, literally this early in the movie. Yeah, they got right into it. Oh, yeah. So we've at this point, we've already got two kills. Yeah. And um, so meanwhile, after she gets killed, uh, Ed Kemper and his friends are cooking food at a junkyard by running a motor. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that happens. And uh, right. because I'm going chronologically, I don't know these guys' names yet. Uh, two harmonica playing bros awkwardly argue about yes. how, how one of them is going out with Sarah while the other one was had left town and came back. This is our second harmonica scene in this season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just a recurring theme. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, because like one dude's just chilling there playing harmonica, and the other guy comes by, and I'm like, okay, two harmonicas, like that—that's too many. <laughs> yeah, that's like having a a friend circle with two guys with fedoras. Like, no, there's only like <laughs> barely even one's so, like a bare minimum. <laughs> uh, so I will say their names. They don't say it early on, but their names are both TJ and Axel. Um, just because it's just going to be easier for me to um, say this. Um, oh, yeah. So they basically scuff off. They're kind of fighting over this girl, Sarah. Uh, meanwhile, the sheriff called uh, the state ward and says they have never committed a guy named Harry Warden. So this is where it gets confusing because I was like, yeah, they did never say if he escaped or if he was freed. Uh, so the sheriff goes to the laundromat looking for his wife about canceling the dance. He finds a cutout uh, ball sack, uh, you know, an upside down heart. Same thing. Oh, I was like, what? You're like, whoa, I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> when she finds out it's just a cutout heart. Yeah, you know, heart upside down. 
Uh, and eventually, yeah. uh, Mabel got fucking cooked in the dryer, his wife. Uh, that was pretty brutal, not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. I was like, damn. So, back to my notes real quick. I have written down, how are the machines still going from the night before? And then underneath that... Oh, yeah, he oh, must have had a how. lot of quarters. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't think about that, because they only go on, like, a maximum of, what, 90-minute run cycle? Yeah, right. He's been spending a lot of time with his dryer appliances, too. <laughs> he's just, I imagine he's been there like, Jesus, where's the sheriff going to show up? <laughs> right. He's, he's got putting in quarters. Like, Come he's on. got one of those police scanners and he hears that. And he's like, all right, another load. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he can't smell it. He's got the mask on. Uh, <laughs> so, true. Uh, so where are we at? Uh, oh, and then they find a fucking card inside of her carcass. Uh, warning to cancel yeah. the dance. I'm like, that's even like a next step. Is like hollowing her like chest out and putting that there. Like, okay, this is. I'm like, this is pretty brutal. I get to understand why the song is on the brutal side a little bit. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, this movie isn't really that scary. I guess even later, no, it, it's not it, really. that's why I would say it's straight up slasher because it's like not focused on the scare, but like how the kills are and like creative the kills are. So meanwhile, the uh, the old boyfriend TJ apologizes to Sarah in the cheesiest way possible. Like, remember this lookout <laughs> spot, and I, I'm assuming it's where they kissed. Uh, <laughs> and uh. But, you know, it's a Valentine's movie, so it's like, okay, like, this is appropriate. Yeah, uh, it would be weird to have, like, any sort of Valentine's movie without any, like, romantic subplot. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, okay, these two guys are fighting over her. I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. And, um, yeah, because yeah. it's like the, it's usually the weakest part of a horror movie, but it's like, yeah, it makes more sense in this, in this specific movie. Um, so we cut away to the bar. And the kids decide to have a party at the mine, uh, which to us, it's like, I get it, but you guys chose the absolute worst spot and don't even know. For real. <laughs> it's like, I have, no, it's like partying in a cemetery where the zombies, you know, are out. It's like, dude, <laughs> um, you, you got to figure out this time the internet wasn't out. People were really, teenagers were really bored when, uh, about this time <laughs> That's very um, true. So, um, we, oh yeah. <laughs> then we go, I love this part. This part, Matt, I feel like you, you laughed at this part. Uh, meanwhile, the bartender sets up this goofy yep. minor dummy to scare them. And for whatever reason, he opens it. I didn't count, but like four fucking times. Like, yeah, at <laughs> least four times. He just could not. He just could. It just never got old to him. He just couldn't he, stop. He doing was so it. proud of his work. Yeah. He's like, all right, one more time. <laughs> and then he walks away and then he's like, I got to do it a fifth time. <laughs> and at some point between that fifth time that he decided to do it, Harry somehow moved the dummy out of the way and kills him. I mean, it's like a good scare, but it's like, how did he get in there? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like so quickly too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At least like five seconds he took down his whole setup and then positioned himself as the setup. Yeah, you you hear like no rumbling, no nothing going on. <laughs> and uh 
he was just like, all right, I got to tie this. Well, he probably was like walking by and he's like, who the fuck keeps opening that door? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, but uh, a suspenseful but sad moment comes to the sheriff when he gets a box of chocolate uh, at his office. And it's wrapped and everything. And it's like, oh, shit. Did he send him another box of the guy that he just killed? And then it's like, oh, no, this is legit chocolate. And then it's even like another punch in the gut when you find out it's from his wife. And it's like, oh. At at first, when when he first got that box, I was like, oh, this box is like wrapped in cellophane. Like, Harry went all out on this one. I mean, yeah, because you're, well, I mean, you know. The dryer and the carcass, uh, you know, the putting the heart inside of her, that wasn't time consuming, but the, the right, the, <laughs> you know, timing, timing the uh, the jump scare from the closet, yeah, that was good. <laughs> He's got a lot of time on his hands, um, for real. So, uh, the kids go to the union hall and then they party anyways. Wait, I'm confused. No, they don't go to the union hall, they go. Is that the so union? Like the, it's like the office at the mines or something. Oh, okay, okay. Because it, it really looked really similar to it. It was probably the same place. Like, right. They're like, they just reused it. Yeah. <laughs> this was without the decorations, and then we filmed it again with the decorations, <laughs> yeah. and we called it the Union Hall interior. Yep. <laughs> probably. Uh, uh, so the. <laughs> so they go there, and then they hide all the cars in the back, so nobody in town knows. Um, the sheriff finds a card saying there's still a party after a guy gets killed by uh, a face full of pot of uh, boiling glizzies. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this this is my favorite line in the entire movie. Oh, okay. So let me just lay this out for everyone. Okay. I might have overlooked this, so I'm excited. Okay. So the kids are partying, and one of the kids goes, man, I got the munchies. So he goes into the kitchen, and he starts looking around, rummaging for food, and then he notices a pot on the stove, and he looks at it and goes, hot dog. <laughs> I know, I didn't catch that. <laughs> it made me laugh so fucking hard, I paused it and rewound it. Was it the comic relief guy, or was it just some dude? No, no, it's just some guy. This is this is like his only scene in the movie. <laughs> It's so bad, it still holds up. <laughs> like, it's like, like, somebody was probably like, yes. when that first came out, people probably groaned, but then it's like, no, that's funny now. <laughs> it was like, so fucking funny. It's so it's stupid. Hot yeah. Hot dog. <laughs> like, no shit. <laughs> um, that's the ultimate dad joke. <laughs> but yeah. And anyways, right after that, Harry puts his face in the hot dog water. Yeah. The pot of boiling glizzies um so uh oh so this is where i write that the comic relief character should just die um he so there's more beef between axel and tj and uh right before this he tries to liven up the party by snorting coke coca-cola pop yes and it's just the way he acts about it and then so like all of a sudden they get into like this like bar fight almost, and then he does it again to liven up the party, and it's just like you're a child. <laughs> it's like Pretty you shouldn't much. be here drinking alcohol with everybody. You are a minor with an O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but a couple starts making out where they have their minor outfits uh, laid out, 
And um, it's, like, really creepy because, like, he goes away and, like, she gets harassed with all these suits. And it's kind of funny, but then it's, like, you got to imagine those suits are pretty heavy. So as you're just, like, walking and, like, one drops on you and another, I imagine it'd be, like, it'd be kind of freaky, I imagine, especially if you're in the dark by yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, But just the way she acts, is it's a little goofy to me. I thought it was kind of silly. Like, this movie is definitely, <laughs> like, weird because there's a little camp to it. I mean, when you when you got a line like hot dog, <laughs> hot dog, hot <laughs> dog, but then that's uh, not even how he said it. He's just just clearly as day, just hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Anyways. no, you're fine. I can't get that out of my head now. Um, but yeah, and then uh, so she gets killed. But what what's even funnier is that the guy comes uh, the guy comes back because he went to go get beer. You know the old cliche. And uh, when he finds her body, she's in the showers and you could hear like the water uh, dripping down her mouth or something. But just the way he reacts is so goofy to me because he just puts his hand in his hair and he just like makes a face (laughs) and it just goes on for an hour. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't scream, but it just goes on for an awkwardly long time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, meanwhile, the majority of the crew takes their women down in the mine for the first time. Um, I don't know if this happens or not, but that guy that died from the hot dog, um, he's in the fridge and people like go in there to grab something without, they go in there and they eat the hot dogs. Oh, they do that too. Yeah. They pour more water in it or something and they eat more hot dogs. Yeah. 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 And it's like, there's no hair in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they find a boiled heart in it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and they're like, somebody's playing a prank on us. Oh, yeah, because this is... They yep, put this- a human heart in our hot dogs. <laughs> no, that's a real one. No blood or anything. Great um, great prank, though. Yeah. Got him. Right, next time you want to prank your parents, kids. Hi, I'm Harry Warden. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> um, this is the hot dog water heart prank. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah, so they find him and then the fridge and uh, and then the guy comes back who's from hysterical from his, you know, woman getting killed. He hasn't like he's just like screaming that they're killed. Uh, and the blonde boyfriend who is Axel of Sarah says like my so this is my favorite line from the movie because it's the most sensible thing I've ever heard in a horror movie. Like the moment they find bodies, his exact quote is, "It's Harry Warren and he's here. Everyone get the fuck out." <laughs> like yeah. Like it's like, yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it's just how he says it too. It's like that's straight up like what every person should do in a horror movie. <laughs> um so uh both the dude oh mind you uh TJ the the one dude he is rocking a bandana around his neck and he's <laughs> like fucking Fred from Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh wait does he does Fred wear a top? No. I mean he he's got a uh, ascot is what it is. Is that what that's TJ's called? TJ just got a bandana. Yeah. It, but, it just it reminded me of Fred from Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, but it's like on the neck like a handkerchief. Yeah. Um, which yeah. was like a big thing in the seventies, and it's like this might. It looks kind of like flamboyant, but it's like, oh yeah. But if you're tough enough, you can actually make kind of rock it. So I'm like, should we bring that back? 
Austin, uh, let's me and you bring that back. Yeah, we're just gonna be rocking the bandanas. Yeah, our new uh, Silver Screams and Horror Scenes uh, edition bandanas. Um, <laughs> Should we sell bandanas? <laughs> that that'd be the only merch. <laughs> right. That and hot dogs. <laughs> Bringing but, it back. Hell yeah. And, uh, I mean, he, like, the dude is, like, a tough-looking dude, but he just looks flamboyant. And then I'm like, he's a pretty cool guy. So, the two guys, uh, they both rush to the mine, both TJ and Axel. They rush to the mine to go after Sarah because they realize she's down there with the rest of everybody else. Uh, Which I, um, which I, you know, normally, if this was any other horror movie, um, I guess TJ would be, like, the good guy and Axel would be the bad guy. Like, the jackass of the movie, like I mentioned. Um, Right. But it's kind of cool because you see them, like, set aside their differences to go save her. Yes. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I I like that Axel and TJ work together to save Sarah and the others. There we go. Yeah. And then, um, so they tell the sheriff as uh, TJ makes it down, uh, they're... Oh, I think eventually they get a hold of the sheriff when TJ makes it down to there. Um, and I don't know if the sheriff yes. makes it yet. But uh, Ed finds another couple and pale together. And then he's shot by something. I couldn't tell what it is. I think it's a nail gun. See, I thought it was just a regular gun. No, because like that's what I thought, too. And it made like a silencer sound. Uh, and I was like, okay. And then I think later it shows him roll over and then he's got a nail in his head. I think. Like, okay. at a certain so angle. then it was probably nail guns. Um, or a regular gun that shoots nails. Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets kind of spooky because these girls are down in this mine and then you're like, oh, um, both TJ and As- Axel are both dressed up like minor, like they're minor outfits, but like, also Harry is too. So you're like, Oh shit, they're going to get them mixed up. Um, because, uh, they accidentally, um, accidentally hit TJ with the board. And it's kind of funny, but it's like, (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, so the sheriff arrives, uh, just him and his handgun, no shotgun, no backup yet, or not even a deputy. I don't know if this is because nobody would believe him or just nobody showed up yet. Um, so the power is cut. So they have to climb, up the uh, ladder. Yeah, so they have to climb up the ladder instead of take, like, the mining cart, I guess. Um, And they go this long way, and then the one girl that's friends with Sarah is, like, really fucking annoying. Uh, Right. (laughs) She has a problem climbing the ladder. She gives up, and it's like, okay, I'll leave you down here. Like, that would have been me. (laughs) And, uh, mind you, the body count is really high. Like, at this point, they've killed probably, like, seven people. Eight people? Something yeah, I'm like not that. too sure at this point. Yeah, I haven't kept I do, track. I do have the final count, but yeah. Yeah, because by at this point, like, bodies are just flying left or right. Because eventually they pull a rope or something, and then uh, the comedic relief guy is, like, f- body falls. And I'm like, oh, about time. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, of course, like, he would be one of the last people to die. He couldn't be the first one. Um, <laughs> and I don't remember why, but they realize they have to climb down. Um do you I think they assume that Harry's at the top and like threw him down just or something waiting for know. him? Yeah. I always thought it would be uh at this point I thought I was like dude is TJ the killer because he's dressed up like it. 
Um, and I realized he's kind of where everybody is when they're getting killed. And then I remember right. that the reason why him and Sarah broke up was because he went away and then now he's back. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, so was Harry Warden. And I'm like, uh, and it's just mysterious that the murders are happening again when he comes back. Um, That's a fair assumption. Yeah. So, um, but Harry finds uh, him and Sarah because the other girl gets killed. And so I'm like, okay, so it's not TJ. Uh, they yeah. ride a certain, uh, they ride a train down and they fight him off with a shovel, uh, leading to a blocked off passage, knocking the walls down. But we find out. Oh, the, wait, oh go ahead. Before go ahead. that, though, after they climb back down, they have to like go through like the sewage pump or something. Axel is behind them and he falls into the water and drowns. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So he based. Yep. Yeah. So that happens, and then, um, meanwhile, backup arrives with the police, and they start making it down the mine. And then, so, meanwhile, they're fighting off uh, Harry and with the shovel, and then while they go into that blocked-off passage, they knock the helmet off, and you find out that it's Axel, who's uh, then, we find out he's the son of one of the supervisors who uh, let Harry die, and he watched his... um, father get killed in the bedroom um so it becomes kind of less of a revenge for harry but more of a revenge for the trauma that harry had caused on the town from his vengeance so it's kind of weird you're like okay that makes a lot of sense um but then it's like where's harry at uh where did he go after killing the two supervisors but uh he gets pinned by rocks as the access is blocked off, uh, the guys come and they try. Um, meanwhile, the two Sarah and TJ leave. Meanwhile, they try to save him. Uh, he cuts his arm off and sets himself free and runs away from the passage. Like they can't get to him. He's running away and they just see like uh, a hole open of him running away. And so he's still alive. But we get this chilling ending of uh, him just screaming and saying him and Harry will come back. And he just laughs maniacally. And, uh, and then an awkward Gordon Lightfootish song plays about the legend. (laughs) And that's, that's, and that's my bloody Valentine. Uh, so I got to say real quick, uh, since, since you said what happened. So after Hollis got killed, I wrote down, wait, is Axel the killer? And then, after a- Axel supposedly drowned, I wrote, it didn't show Axel die. I think it's him. But then I wrote, or is it TJ? And then, nope, not TJ. <laughs> and then I wrote, uh, TJ's kind of whooping his ass with the shovel and then called it, it's Axel. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you, you kind of, about that point that you started to think that. Yeah. And then once it showed him supposedly die, but without actually showing him. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's fucking Axel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you think that's like a good twist or just, nah? um, I mean, I like, I mean, I kind of saw it coming towards the end, mm-hmm. but it took me a while to see that. You yeah. Know? It's definitely once in a while, a slasher movie will be a whodunit and it's less of like a mystery whodunit, but it's more of like, oh, wow. You were the killer this whole time. <laughs> Sort of um, like the Scream movies. I feel like they fall yeah, into that Yeah, the Scream movies. Uh, Sleepaway Camp does that. Sleepaway Camp. Uh, you uh, Have you seen it? 
Uh, no, but I know uh, she has a penis the whole time. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> Even knowing that info, that's you- all. I- that's no. all I know about that movie. Well, that's the biggest thing everybody knows from that movie. But even then, that doesn't even ruin it because it's like you, you, yeah, it's so confusing. Uh, it, it it gets explained, but it's like the biggest twist like that. Um, like this is like a pretty good twist. Um, because it kind of made more sense because then I remembered instantly after, uh, the whole bar fight or whatever. Like not long towards the end of the movie, um. That, like, he's just crying. Like, he goes, uh, Axel's crying over the whole fight or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. So, he's really just a heartbroken loser. But, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Matt, what did you think of the movie? Um, I thought it was okay. I I didn't love it. You know, I felt like it was pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I felt like the twist you could kind of see coming. Uh, none of the kills were really that like super gore. Good yeah. To, yeah. It, they it weren't was, really that good to watch. It was like Mabel had like the goriest death and like that was kind of it. And then the rest of it just got very cliche. Um, yeah, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a little unique. It's like, oh, it's a, you know, a minor and everything. Um, I could see why this movie. Yeah. Got- no, this, the setting and all that was definitely pretty unique. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those ones like when I when I've talked about like the tier list of like horror movies, um, like or like a um what like a what a, the glacier the iceberg, right? Um, it's probably it's probably down the middle of it. Yeah, like not a lot of pe- people like kind of know about it, but it's like I kind of it's so it's not really that special for people. A lot of people to really like really remember it for like a bunch of people to see it. It's more of like a cult classic. I honestly feel like people probably remember the remake more than they remember the original. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause I think the remake probably reminded people of it. Cause like I said, the mid to the late two thousands and mid two thousands, there was just like remakes of movies that I was like, wow, there was a remake of that. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, because I think a lot of people probably remember Black Christmas, uh, more of the uh, 09, 08 remake, more than, like, the actual original 70s one. Well, I honestly, I don't think I knew this was a remake for a while after, or knew that there, knew that the new one was a that, remake for a while till after, yeah. like, it was out. Yeah, yeah, that's, I and mean, I can see that, you know, it's easily understandable. Um. I just don't see a whole lot of people talk about it. Like, no, no, no. Like when really. we talked about uh, Norman Bates being a serial killer, like Harry Warden is not a not a rememberable person. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's film. probably not on the list. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; it's cool. Like definitely, like having a pickaxe and then like the whole minor gear. It's like, yeah, that's pretty badass. He's like a Darth Vader slasher villain, right? Like, I mean. I didn't I didn't dislike the movie. I just don't think I liked it nearly as much as like most of the others we've watched. Yeah, there's definitely like uh weird plot holes and stuff. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody that's not really like a horror fan or like a slasher, you know, to watch a bunch. Like should you miss it? Eh, maybe. I feel um, like it depends. If you've seen a couple other slasher movies, you can probably skip out on this one. Yeah, like, I, there would be more interesting ones I would rather recommend probably before this one. Yeah. That's why I was kind of shocked to see it was, uh, it was this movie. Right. When we listened, <laughs> I was like, oh, really? 
So I have some some more notes. Uh, one thing that I thought was kind of weird. Um, why did he wait like ten years to like start killing people again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like I just mean, that year in particular. Yeah. So he was a child. So mm-hmm. we'll say he's maybe like four at that point. So now he's like twenty four or something about there. Yeah. But yeah, like he had plenty of time to do this. <laughs> yeah, and but like this year he said, No, I have had it with Valentine's <laughs> Day. There was another thing that I was thinking about that I was like, man, I really don't Okay, I gotta ask you about something. So okay. with the twist at the end where uh Axel's the killer, and the reasoning behind it is because he saw the killer kill one of his family members. How did you feel about that? Because I don't really like that reasoning for him to become the killer. Yeah, because I would imagine it's more of like, I'm going to find Harry and kill him. Yeah. I'm going to do the same fucking thing he did. Like, (laughs) it's like, damn, this guy killed my dad. Respect. I'm going to live like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, what what made more sense to me is if TJ had left town because he, I think his leaving town was a red herring. But, like, um, what I think would have made more sense is if there was, like, this diabolical reason why he left town. Like, the town, he just had enough of it. He, you know, um, he came he came back for, like, the girl to see how she was doing. You know, if they would have went more that route, I would have liked that. You know, maybe the town, like, bullied him or something. But then again, that becomes a little generic right there. Right. But yeah, it does seem kind of like... Left field. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just it, that that whole reasoning just kind of like left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know. Um, did you notice uh the symbol on the sheriff's car? No. It looks so goofy. <laughs> um, I should have took a photo of it. Let me see if it I can pull looked, it up somehow. It looks like a health organization logo. Like you ever like file some like. Blue Cross Blue Shield, like, paperwork or something like that. Yeah. And you just see, like, the little, like, symbol that they... That's what it reminds me of. Um, It was, like, a heart and then a minor helmet on, and then a shovel on the heart. Um, Wait, I think it I looked, found it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, like, a pink heart. And then there's, like, a shovel and then, like, a miner's helmet on the side. And I'm like, there's no way. I thought it was like maybe a decoration on the car. I'm like, no, that's their like city logo. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it look like a like somebody sent you some mail, like a letter in the mail, and like that's it? Like it looks almost like the communist flag, but with a heart around it. <laughs> yeah, instead of a uh, haybird sickle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mine today. No, we mine today. <laughs> so, um, another quick nitpick I have here that I have written down. Uh, do you know if the actor that played TJ was Irish? He did have a weird voice. He it had was a weird like, accent. I thought he sounded almost Irish at times. Like I it have, was a little raspy, but um, yeah, it was weird. I have a quote written down from him because I was like, "Damn, that sounds so Irish." Where he was like, "Uh." Do I look like I'm joking? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he was practicing for the, um, I mean, we talked a lot about a holiday, um, horror movies came out. <laughs> maybe St. he Patrick's was also trying. 
Yeah, St. Patrick's. <laughs> he just got off the set and he got confused. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to get into that. Um, yeah, so Halloween had came out in 78. And then um, not long after that, there was just huge boom of horror movies of the early 80s. Right. But then on top of that, a lot of them, like you said, were holiday movies. Um, I don't know if you did the research and looked up how many holiday movies there were. Are we playing how many um, movies do we have of this thing? <laughs> oh, do you, why is that what you is that what you went by? No, I can guess, but, Matt. No, I thought maybe you had it written down. <laughs> no, but I, I at least wrote down everyone I could think of without googling. It. Okay, I'm gonna throw out a number. Tell me if I'm right. Okay. What, about how many that I wrote down? Yeah, yeah, just how many you wrote down. Okay. Seven. Ooh, I was one short, unless you count in a bunch as the seventh movie. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, So I have Halloween. Um, I don't know if you consider Friday the 13th a holiday. Yeah, I would. That's today. Oh, speaking of which, as we're recording <laughs> yeah. this, it actually is Friday the 13th. It is. <laughs> And you know what I did um, today? I bought the... Did you watch... No, I did not watch any. But uh, Voodoo had a sale going where I bought all eight Friday the 13th movies for $13. Oh, that's hilarious. That's a funny deal. Like, that, somebody in marketing knew what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's actually a good deal. That's yeah. like a dollar a movie. Like, they literally... It's like a dollar an hour. They sent me an email about it, and I was like, that's a good deal. I just got paid. Sure. <laughs> like, um, Have you seen... Oh, I, well, yeah. Have you seen any of the uh, Friday the 13th? Uh, yeah, I believe I've seen the first two or three, and then the remake. And Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Um, I... When I tell people, like, when I haven't seen a movie and they kind of freak out, you got to remember... Before internet and streaming, uh, you kind of had to go watch but what what you went by. So my mom always had the first four, and I binge-watched the hell out of those. Right. And then when it came into later, that's actually when the series got good. Uh, or, like, I mean, got random. But, like, that's when Kane Hodder was an actor who started playing Jason, became the Jason Voorhees everybody knows as. Oh, okay. Um, um, but I did have Jason takes Manhattan and that one was, uh, that was its own thing, but the cover is really cool. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so yeah, so we have Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, silent night, deadly night for Christmas. Uh, we have April fool's day, uh, and new year's evil, which if you want me to give you a seventh one, there's also one called bloody new year. Okay. I was also thinking there's also Black Christmas. Oh, I didn't write down Black Christmas, did I? No. Uh, I guess I was going over holidays, specific holidays. Oh, okay, right. Just one um, one per holiday. Yeah, because you could also say Leprechaun. Uh, I didn't. Leprechaun is more of the maybe late 80s. I don't remember if that was the 90s yet. Right. So I didn't want to write down Leprechaun yet, but you have that for St. Patrick's Day. Well, hell yeah. Um, what, what? But yeah, there was just like. What holidays are they missing? There's Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, th- yep. That was just recently. Um, I know your favorite holiday, Matt. What Arbor Day? <laughs> yes, Arbor Day. <laughs> is that is that just canonically my favorite holiday now? 
Yeah! <laughs> like, we don't have an Arbor Day horror movie yet. I feel or like, Flag Day. Didn't we discuss this on one of the episodes of Supernormal or something? That It was something about a... Ho- I don't... It was something about that. Because I had forgot that holiday even existed. <laughs> and then... Uh, but I don't think you guys mentioned a horror movie based around that. Okay. So that's, okay. that's what we need. We need that and a Flag Day killer. Ooh. Just somebody, it'll be a total patriot, um, it'll be like Starship Troopers, where it's like a propaganda um, patriotic movie, right. and just like the slasher villain just hates flags. Um, I'm sure one of the evil Bong movies takes place on 420. Uh, you know, I have three of them, three <laughs> of those movies, I'll have to watch them and find out. Dude, those movies are so bad. Anyways. <laughs> oh, you've seen them? I, I think I've seen one or two of them. Um, I just was an impulsive buy. I was at a speedway and they were only like an odd price, like $3 a DVD. So I was like, I bought all of them and they're still wrapped because once I saw like a little clip of it, I was like, this might be so bad. I might not watch it. Cause I'm like, it's a trauma movie, Are they- but I'm like, this is even, uh, I thought so. I'll have to double check. They might be. Um, I thought <laughs> Evil Bong and um, the Ginger Dead Man was all <laughs> trauma. Oh, no, they're Full Moon. That's what it is. Full Moon's its own level. <laughs> so, you know what's weird? Uh, I haven't seen a lot hmm. of these, like, classic horror movies that we're covering. But you've seen, like, <laughs> but Evil I've seen Bong. Evil Bong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is completely okay. I'm not gonna, I've done... I've. I've been in the same realm. I've had people complain to me that I didn't watch like Lord of the Rings for the longest time or like or like the Indiana Jones movies for like the longest time. But they're like, but you can tell me some obscure ass movie. And I'm like, yeah, so (laughs) right. (laughs) Like I said earlier, sometimes you just don't have the resources to watch those. movies. That's true. I I blame Doug, my other co-host from Supernormal. His his parents literally had thousands of DVDs, and a lot of them were horror movies. So that's where I've seen most horror movies, honestly. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Doug. see, that's kind of what ours was. Like, our whole VHS collection was, like, all of the Disney movies you can think of in those clamshell cases. Like, even old ones, like Peach Dragon, Bed oh, Knobs and yeah. Boomsticks. Like, obscure Disney movies. And then it would be, like, horror movies. <laughs> Huh. And then maybe some dramas in between. Like right. But but I think what it was, my mom just saw all those movies, and she's like, I'm not going to buy it on tape. So, like, it just did, like, this unknowing effect to me. I'm like, yep, that's all I know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this is kind of like the, like I said, the first straight slasher movie we've watched. Um, American Cycle was more psychological. Uh, Child's Play was more of a mixed bag of humor and killer yeah. doll genre. Yeah. And uh, you could say it's our first um, holiday horror movie. It really is. Happy holidays, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And have a happy Merry Valentine's. Yeah, because this episode should be coming out right before Valentine's Day. That's how we planned the show. We We, timed it. We totally timed it. We did this on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Happy accidents. <laughs> Pleasant accidents. Okay. Um, yeah, you want me to go over some trivia I got real quick? 
Yes, I'm excited for the trivia because I really don't know a whole lot. I'm not that much of an expert on this movie. Uh, there's honestly only a couple things that I could find. Um, so the film was shot in authentic mines, which were often as much as 900 feet underground. Uh, so they could only use certain lighting devices because of the potential for explosions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hopefully their supervisors were there to check on the methane gas. <laughs> no, no, they left to go to a party. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie was never finished. <laughs> but, uh, Speaking of that, though, um, so the town they went to, so they went to the Sydney Mines in Nova Scotia to to film the movie. And uh, when the locals found out that a movie was going to be shot there, the town spent $50,000 to have the mine painted and cleaned. And then when the production crew got there, they were like, hey, this isn't what we wanted. We wanted it to look like an actual mine. So they spent another seven. Oh, wow! Yeah, so they spent another seventy-five thousand dollars of the film's budget to return the mine to its original state. Dude, how pissed off was like the the location? Uh, the scout person, probably like, whoever very. was in charge, was like, "Why would you clean it?" And I could see where they were coming from. Like, oh, they're filming a movie. We got to make it look nice. They got like an air freshener and shit. <laughs> So um, and then it was oh. yeah like you don't film there and clean the like that doesn't look normal make it look normal right I don't know we they're they're gonna shoot a movie in our mind we better make it look spotless yeah we gotta make sure the blood doesn't get dirty here <laughs> speaking of that um so the MPAA cut more than five minutes out of the movie uh, because it was released shortly after John Lennon died and there was a major backlash against violent movies. Oh, yeah. This was 81. John Lennon died, like, at the very end of 1980. Right. Yeah. I, I can, I can kind of see that. Not not towards Ed Kemper, though, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the scenes that were cut was uh, Mike and Harriet's death, which was supposed to be shown on scene with a couple that Hollis finds dead. Uh, yes. So they cut the scene out of the movie, and... Uh, it has yet to be restored on any releases of the movie, unlike every other scene. Yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy is that at that time and probably before, especially before the eighties, when, when, um, directors had to take a part of a movie out, they threw it away. They, yeah. they thought there's no point in keeping this. So there's a lot of old movies that have deleted scenes that people have never seen because they just, they threw it out. Right. Um, I don't know if that was the case here. Probably because uh, they because DVDs didn't exist then to be like, yeah, there's bonus features. Yeah. <laughs> um. So according to the director, the actors and extras playing minors in the group shower scene at the beginning were genuinely naked. Why? I don't know. They didn't have to be. It was shot from the waist <laughs> up. Uh, they still like TJ still had his handkerchief on. He's like, no, <laughs> everything but the chief. Right. <laughs> Um, and then my last little bit of trivia here is Quentin Tarantino named My Bloody Valentine as his all-time favorite slasher film. Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, really? This one? <laughs> I think maybe it just hasn't aged well. Uh, at the time, like, it was probably pretty awesome and brutal because this is early 80s. This is before, like, Friday the 13th really took off. Um, I think maybe only the first two might have came out. Maybe just the first one at this point. Right. Um, 
So, like, you really didn't have a whole lot of slasher movies like this out. I mean, you had a few in the 70s, but like like you said, um, moms really hated horror movies that came out. If we ever get to Silent Night, Deadly Night, that's its own documentary <laughs> of the amount of moms that protested against uh, movies like this. Okay. And, um, and so, like, a lot of times you saw a movie like this gory or, like, anything just related, even if it didn't show anything... It, it would get like a high, well, like a high MPAA rating, and then like if it was anything past R, you weren't gonna make money off that movie, um, because it would it had to be in private theaters and not worldwide. Weird. But um, yeah, that is weird for like him, to, like out of all movies, it could be like a nostalgia thing. But there's definitely like a campiness to it that I like because it's like a campfire story of like this urban legend, and then on top of that, kind of funny and then kind of silly. Right. And, uh, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we can get into that right now if you want. Um, into what? Into like our rankings and shit. No, we'll wait till tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been, uh, Silver Screams and the Yamama Screams and we all scream. And the, the, <laughs> for <laughs> For ice cream. Um, yeah. Uh, where would you put this on capturing? Or would you put this on your likely scale? Would you want to uh, answer that first? Uh, yeah. So my ranking, because I've been ranking the movies. is uh, Yeah. I would not expect this to be very high on the list. So my current ranking is Child's Play, Resident Evil, American Psycho, Cabin Fever, Pet Cemetery, and then Psycho. And I think I would put this right above Psycho. <laughs> That's ex- almost exactly where I thought you would put this. Yeah, so between okay. Psycho and Pet Cemetery, You know, I would almost pretty much agree with that. I would probably put... I maybe would move, like, Cabin Fever and Resident Evil, but for the most part, as, like, a rewatch, like, the next time I would find myself watching that, it would probably be in that list. Right. Well, yeah, um... So before we get into if it captured the spirit of the movie well, where would the song Take Your Pick fall on your rankings? Um I I gave the song a lot of listens to. Um <laughs> just to like really capture uh everything, like to soak it all in. Right. Um this actually I thought maybe it'd be higher, thought maybe it'd be lower. I do like how hardcore this song gets. Um but as for like sticking out wise, the song doesn't stick out to me as much as the other songs. I, I'd agree with um, you there. Cause it's a great song, but it kind of feels like a track filler a little bit. Okay. Um, so um for the my likeliness, I still have funeral derangements on top, uh rash decisions, shower scene, uh take your pick right underneath that, uh rainy day. Welcome to Horrorwood, Hip to Be Scared, and Assault and Batteries. Okay. Uh, which I guess, which is weird because I actually realized I have one more thing to list than you do. Yeah, because he had Welcome to Horrorwood. Yeah. We should compare, like, side by side to see, like, if the movies line up. Oh, we will. <laughs> we will at the end of yeah, this. Don't you worry. To see if, like, uh, you know, if my number three song is the same number three for you, the same movie kind of thing. 
All right. So I'll run down our list of the official ranking for the movies and songs. Uh, so this is our ranking of uh, what songs best capture the movies. And so yep. number one, we have Hip to be Scared. And then we have Assault and Batteries, Rainy Day, Funeral Derangements, The Shower Scene, and then A Rash Decision. Yes. So before we decide where we want to put this, uh, do you want to talk about all the things that the song kind of captures? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me pull up the lyrics real quick because I know there were quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um. So the first off, the song kind of starts off with like a poem, and it's like in an old man voice. So I didn't really catch it at first until we watched the movie, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's the bartender. Um, yeah, kind of, um, kind of like saying about the uh, the fourteenth is uh, here. You know, so, uh, soon hearts will be broken. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't, re- I couldn't tell if that was an exact poem from the movie, but it, um, it definitely sounds like something that would be. Meanwhile, the song gets heavy. Uh, you know, just like Pet Cemetery. I don't yes, know if you do. would put that in the same line of like how brutal uh, Harry gets a little bit with just ripping people's hearts out. Yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> um, You know, the lyrics, Cupid's Calling, uh, straight up saying the movie, My Bloody Valentine. Right. Uh, they name drop Hanager Mine quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that the girl voice from Assault and Batteries comes in. And says says the roses are red, violets are blue. And, um, yeah. <laughs> the love hurts cover kind of kind of moves into like the whole love aspect of the you know Valentines, right? And I think that's about it. Oh, and then like the uh the we talked about the squ- splash, the squirt sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on top of that, so yeah, so there's there's definitely some themes around it oh yeah you know there's a bunch of mentions to like he's got a fucking axe to grind yeah yeah exactly uh you know and the, and the song's called take your pick you know right all right that's uh, his choice of weapon is the pick something i didn't notice until reading the lyrics here so the second verse it starts with uh he's back on top and he won't be warded off a swinging single always down to call your bluff and bluff is oh yes yeah. Oh, is it capitalized? Because Valentine's Bluff. Because <laughs> when I was re-listening to the song, um, I did notice it said Bluff, and then I was like, I don't know if that's just a coincidence. Nope, um, it is capitalized. I, was, you know, I can't, because I can't, I can't hear capitalizations. <laughs> you got to get that checked out, <laughs> man. Because that stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Is it like a high frequency that I just can't? Yeah. I just can't get it. <laughs> Some say dogs can't hear a capitalizations. <laughs> no, dogs only hear capitalizations. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is true. Um, so yeah. So do you think this really captures the movie, or do you think a lot of other songs did a better job? In my opinion, I think Every other song captured it better besides a rash decision. That's exactly how my list is. I'm not even kidding you. Like I have it below shower scene, but above rash decisions because 
I thought about Shower Scene, and then it's like a lot of that song. I mean, they included audio samples because I was at like I was deciding whether it should be above or below it. Like I knew it was definitely below Funeral Derangements because they just straight up, you know, described the movie a little bit in the beginning of the song, right? Um, and like all the way through and through, it's the whole theme of the Pet Cemetery. But then it's like um, you can kind of listen to this as just like a. As the song by itself without the movie. Sort of like then a I was thinking about, Yeah. And then like shower scene. Um, it was like, okay, there's audio samples of the lines in the movie. There's there's the bell ringing, the rain, and the song is just all about it. 100 through and through. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I was like, yeah, but I was also still put it above rash decisions. Well, hell yeah. I'm glad we're on the right. We're on the same page here. <laughs> Yeah, we're on like the ego, and I'm not even. Yeah, the, I'm not even lying. I swear, I'm not <laughs> lying. <laughs> well, because uh, yeah. we've even had some differences before, you know, and it takes some thought into it. Yeah, that one was just straight to the point, though. <laughs> yeah, I. This might have been. In, this might have been the easiest episode we've done. <laughs> yeah, it really um, might have. The the movie was straight through. Uh, there was no uh, not a whole lot of trivia, like it's because it, it's maybe not that big of like big big of a movie, I guess. Right. Um, and then yeah, this this was a great. I like both the song and everything about this. Yeah, no, like I I love the song. I liked the movie, but yeah. <laughs> Well, hell yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode, then. Um, you can catch my other podcasts, Supernormal and Pilot Seasons, anywhere you get podcasts. Now you promote your stuff, Austin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, this is the part. <laughs> this is the part where you run away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you can follow the stupid shit that I do uh, on YouTube and uh, especially TikTok at Big D Liquor. Um, right now is the time of the show where you make me guess what the next, uh, thing is. is that, that, right? that is correct. Is that... Uh, yes. Uh, so Austin, like, like you heard at the beginning of this episode, Austin's guessing what movies these songs are, but he's going to guess next I... the next episode without any hints at all. I swear this one's going to be silence of the lambs again. Um, <laughs> And next, and then next time, you know, we're on, I'm going to say how stupid of a choice that was. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, let me look over at my horror movies. I never, honestly, I never think ahead of time what would be a good guess. Like, I just look over at, like, my, I have, like, a, both a DVD, like, rack, and then I have, like, a little VHS bookshelf. Right. Uh, well, I've always been guessing big ones, Friday the 13th. And then, like I said, I don't like... Because I really would hate it if we ended up doing an episode on one I've already guessed. I just didn't guess it at the right time. Okay. Do you um, want a hint? No. Okay. Actually, no. Okay. Because uh, I, I do like this. I like thinking. I don't do a whole lot of it. But once I do it, it's like it's something new. Uh, I guess Friday the 13th, Texas Saints. Uh, I haven't guessed Halloween. Uh, I would I would actually like to see a Halloween. What is it? You know what? Pinhead is a huge is serial killer. Uh, I'm going to guess Hellraiser. Hell yeah. 
All right. Well, we will find out on the next episode if Austin is right or not. Uh, and hell then, yeah. Hell raisin. Hell raise. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the California raisins. Oh, <laughs> but from hell. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah. And it's pinhead as a raisin. And he's just singing Ray Charles. music. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Um, but yeah, so this, this is now how we end the episode. Austin's going to give me a quote from a random horror movie. I'm going to answer with a quote from a random Ice Nine Kill song, and we're going to hope they make sense. Do you got a quote cool. ready for me? Uh, yes. Uh, this week's quote comes from, since, you, since you've, since uh, I, I love hearing that Child's Play is still on top. Uh, I'm going to give a uh, line from another Child's Play movie that's so great. I don't know if you've seen it. This one comes from Bride of Chucky. Um, give him six months, three if she gains weight. And let forever belong to the dead. They keep gaining them weight. (laughs) Well, hell yeah. That's going to do it for us here. Uh, Thanks for listening and tune into the next episode. Booyah! That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. This podcast has been brought to you by Very Fair Productions. Uh, That's very fair.